It's time for Operation Freedom with your host, Dr. Dave Janda, on Southeast Michigan's conservative powerhouse, Wham Talk 1600. Welcome back to Operation Freedom, folks. I'm Dr. Dave Janda, broadcasting from our ancillary bunker, Lee-Termine Freedom Bunker in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor, here every Sunday for you, live from 2 to 5 Eastern, also available 24-7 at DaveJanda.com. Stop by stop by DaveJanda.com. Extra shows, extra content, extra guests, extra analysis, archives to all of our shows. We're there for you 24-7, as is my next guest, Sarah Westall. She is available 24-7 on her fantastic website, Sarah Westall, W-E-S-T-A-L-L.com, with tremendous content that the bought-off lamestream fake media will never touch. A little background on Sarah. She is a successful entrepreneur and business executive. And over the past 25 years, she has created and developed multiple companies, including a successful management and consulting firm. Sarah has a computer science and business management systems degree from the College of Science and Engineering at the University of Minnesota, with an emphasis in management information systems from the Carlson Business School. As I mentioned, Sarah is a phenomenal content creator, Uh, puts her life on the line, truly puts her life on the line. For providing information that the bought-off lamestream fake media tentacle of the deep state will never touch. Sarah is a partner at Galax Consulting. I encourage you to go to her website, sarahwestall.com. Sarah, welcome back to the Operation Freedom show and platform. Hi, Dave. It's always a pleasure to hear those intros. <laughs> well, Probably I, the only place we get positive, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Sarah, I, I, all of... I can tell you there uh, there is uh, every listener of this platform is appreciative of all the time and effort that you put in in providing content that the as I said the bought off lamestream fake media will never ever present. Sarah, I I, I want to start with a um a quote here of late from uh, Tulsi Gabbard. Now, I'm a little conflicted on Tulsi. I think she says a lot of great things. But she has this history of being a alumnus, an alumnus of Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum Young Leaders Group and also at one point sitting at the on the Council on Foreign Relations, a globalist think and implementation tank. So I'm a little conflicted about Tulsi, right? But but in particular, over the past eh, several years, she's been uh, really she's been talking the talk from the freedom side of the equation. Here is the latest: Washington elite pose a great threat to democracy. Former Representative Tulsi Gabbard said that the greatest th- threat to democracy isn't Trump supporters or parents protesting at school board meetings. But, quote, the permanent Washington elite, which has weaponized the government and teamed up with corporate media to intimidate and silence those who dare to disagree with them, end quote. Your take, Sarah. Well, she's right. (laughs) I mean, I don't my take on Tulsi is the same as yours. I don't really know. I mean, she's saying a lot of great things over the last couple of years, but from people who've analyzed her speech patterns and, you know, cause I, I don't trust anybody in politics. So I talk to people who yeah can look through whether people are lying and, and people who've been, um, 
who are considered really good, like a Sherry Edwards, who can tell if somebody's lying. And they've, she's had so many tests done on her and her abilities that, and PBS specials, and she's just really good at it. And her view on Tulsi is that she doesn't believe what she's saying and on a lot of issues. And mm -hmm. so that to me is concerning mm -hmm. because I, I be, well, her background says that maybe she's in here to try to get, pull votes away from legit candidates. I don't know. Uh, what she's saying, and now you got to look at her actions. If she, what she's saying and her actions end up being true, then I mean, it's so hard in this world, Dave, because these people get paid so much money to to mess things up and to for their agendas. I really wish I w what I was saying isn't true, but it is. Well, yeah, I agree. It's interesting about Tulsi Gabbard. Um, uh, in the 2020 election season, she was running on the Democrat side for the president presidency. And uh, I had contacted some people around her and said, listen, I'd like to bring her on a live show, interview her. Uh, but in the, oh, well, okay, interesting. And I said, but understand the first two questions I'm going to ask. One is her relationship with the World Economic Forum. And is that consistent with her training as a young leader? Or when did that change and why did it change? And number two is her relationship with the Council on Foreign Relations. That's right. Okay, so you can imagine what happened. It was a stone cold silence and then after a pregnant pause, uh, well, well, we'll get back to you, Dr. Janda, of which they never, I never heard. No, nah, never. Well, you know, do you know James Rogusky, who was working really hard on the WHO, mm -hmm. the World Health Organization? He's just was a gr he's great, great activist. Really has been doing amazing things. He actually worked on her campaign, and um, you should almost get him on a show, see if he can talk about it. But he has some things to say about that, and he has come to the conclusion that she's not trustworthy. And so, I think there's more there than what meets the eye. So you mentioned the word trustworthy. Uh, let's now delve into the CDC. What is your take, Sarah, on the CDC after forcing down everyone's collective throats, their social distancing, their lockdowns, their masks, their divide and conquer jab, their jab mandates? What's your take on, on August 11th of 2022, them all of a sudden saying, uh, well, you know, that social distancing, the mask thing, the lockdown thing, uh, that, uh, no, just forget we were doing that. And and uh, all about the jab thing, well, the unvaccinated and vaccinated should be treated the same and categorized the same. Okay, Sarah, what's your take on what happened with this huge change, monumental change in the CDC's guide, guide guidelines. Okay, I don't have proof that this is what shifted it, but I do have proof that there's a lot of pressure this way with all the lawsuits and the information coming out. And if the lawyers are competent, they're telling them you need to shift. So in my opinion, their lawyers are, are pretty much screaming at them, you have to switch what you're doing. Otherwise you will be criminally liable because they are, um, because it's so obvious now with this data coming out. And there's lawsuits, you know, from the 
um, ICANN, you know, which is the, uh, what do you call it? What does it stand for? The consent. Mm-hmm. The, informed the, consent. Informed yes. Consent. The informed consent, Aaron Surrey. He's just great. He's the lead prosecutor on all that. They've been trying to get data from the, um, it's the informed consent action network. That's what it stands for. Um, but they're trying to get, you know, because the government, um, you know, they're giving the pharmaceutical companies billions of dollars, mandating Americans to take their products. They're prohibiting us for suing for any harms. You know, they have a whole, they have immunity. They weren't letting uh, Americans see the clinical trial data. And then they weren't letting us see the CDC wasn't letting people see the post licensure safety data that they say that VARS is bad. So they were collecting it in this new reliable app called VSafe using Oracle, um, you know, the Oracle private contractor. And they were aggregating, uh, they're saying it's not identifiable data, so they can't show people. Yeah, right. And so Aaron Surrey and I can have been suing these guys, the CDC, to get this safety data. If VARS isn't, or VARS or however you pronounce it, isn't that reliable, then let's see what you got. You claim you have this V-safe data, and it's the best and most reliable information you've ever gotten on vaccines. Okay, well, share it with us. Well, they don't want to. They've been doing everything they can to make it almost impossible for them. So they've, you know, uh, filed the Freedom of Information Act. They've been suing them. And then they say that it's not identifiable. And then, um, and so they sued again. And they said, well, this is a repeat suit. I mean, they're playing all these games. And so um, I tried to see what the update is on it. But brand new to where he posted his updates, they were shut down. They just got, they've been attacked. And so it's the largest uh, freedom video service out of the, you know, UK. And I've been really growing my uh, health information on there. And a lot of doctors will post on there and scientists. And it just got shut down. It's been shut down for the last week and they're working really hard. It's been attacked, you know, some kind of attack. And um, I just posted an article about it because I just sent out a, a message to other users. But so I couldn't see what the, the latest update was on that lawsuit because that's important. But I do believe that this information is coming out. There's another uh, lawsuit from the Knight Institute, which sued the CDC to disclose the restrictions that they put on the scientists' right to speak because they've been putting strict restrictions on people within the CDC to speak to the media or anything publicly because they there's a lot of an off the record type speaking that the information the government was conveying is incomplete, inaccurate or misleading, which we already know that's the case. That's the truth. We all know that's the truth. But these scientists want to come out and say this, but they've been restricted from it. And they say that their freedom of speech is not granted to people as in their role as employee of the government. They can only speak freely as a um, citizen, not while they're working for the government. So that's why they're, you know, so they're shutting everybody down. Freedom of speech is so darn important, Dave. As you know, all this stuff, the CDC, if they came out with their V-safe data, all this would go away because what it would show, it wouldn't go away. It would open up major more lawsuits, which is what we need. What it would show is, is the extreme understanding of what they knew. And they're going to try to claim at this point that they just, it was, you know, we tried, there were some incompetencies, we're just, you know, mistakes, things like that. And, you know, my argument is when, I don't think it's incompetency, I think it was on purpose, I think there was intent. But at a certain point, if you're so incompetent that you're that bad, 
then you become um, liable for being, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, darn it. You're liable you're, you're for, for, not, for not caring, for not being, oh, there's a word for it. I can't remember the word. Negligent? Negligent. You're, you're negligent at this point because you're so incompetent mm-hmm. that you keep going. You know, you're, and there's criminal negligence. I mean, I think there's, this is, this is at the height of criminal stuff. And you know what I believe. I know what you believe. This is, um, they're covering their butt. That's what they're doing. And the lawyers are telling, this has nothing to do with public health. This agency should be shut down as far as I'm concerned. What they've done, haven't done anything good for public health. And in fact, you know, the FDA, they're clearing uh, drugs for these big pharma companies. It's, it's, they've cleared the path for all these big pharma companies that put out drugs. Meanwhile, when there's really good stuff from small guys, they make them jump through every flipping hoop. They, they, that person steps out of line at all. They might even make something up. Next thing you know, their licensor is pulled, licensed, they can't do anything and it's, they can't get the drug on, you know, out to the public. Whereas if the big pharma does it, they don't even care. You know, this is really, really out of control. Well, it's interesting. You know, you brought up the V-Safe program and the data. And as you mentioned correctly, correctly, it was being it's being uh, accumulated, housed by a company by the name of Oracle, right? Well, uh, uh, one little data point: uh, Oracle never instituted a jab mandate. for their employees that to me to me sarah that's the smoking gun they were the they're the people who had the data from the very beginning and when all these companies were oh you gotta get this and if not you know oracle kept their mouth shut and they never instituted a jab mandate well because their employees would yeah they knew they had the data this is all the, I mean, they're smart computer scientists, data analysts. They know, they look at the stuff and go, oh my God. I just wish there were more whistleblowers that would come out and tell the truth. You know, you have Tom Rents and the the DMED data, which is the military data. They have enough to, they had enough there. We have enough there. And then what they did is they went back and fixed the data from the years previous, which we know they did that. The CDC did the same thing. Once they did that and I saw it, because back in, this was 2020, I downloaded the data to see how many cases there were and how many deaths and cases and things. And it was deaths I wanted to see. And because I wanted to see if there was an uh, increase in deaths. Because that's what tells you what's really going on, right? Because they were miscategorizing, they were changing the flu deaths and everything else. And so I wanted to see, and what I saw back in like March, 2020 is, well, there isn't even an increase in deaths, that the excess deaths are the same. And then in June, I downloaded the same data with the extra months, but they back changed all the ones that I had where I analyzed it. It was a hundred percent reported from all these different, or, you know, districts. And they just went back and changed it without an explanation. Now suddenly it matched their graphs that Burke and Fauci and pretty much Burke was showing up on the television. Like, okay, wait a minute here. Back at that time, I was very naive and I was like, well, wait. I came up with all these reasons. I was very careful about writing the article and things about all these ways, maybe something. I'm like, BS. Now I, after I see all this, how they're operating, 
they just changed the data. Mm-hmm. They changed the DMED data. They changed the CDC data. I wouldn't trust these guys to give us complete accurate data to save their to save their butt. Well, to save their butt, maybe they would because that's all they care about. But they they're not going to give us accurate information. We're going to have to force it from them. Well, and what's happening is many people that have been harmed and their families harmed by the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, choose your favorite globalist, technocrat, scum, Fauci, Burks, uh, uh, Pence uh, with his COVID task force, um, Biden, Harris, frankly, frankly, people don't like this, but true, uh, Trump started this whole ball of rolling with his Operation with Warp, Warp Speed. Speed, right? Still hasn't, Still hasn't come clean about the harms associated with the jab. More and more people are coming forward. I want to play this clip of a brave young woman who said the following and then get your take. Derek, hit it. I was asked to reply to a comment. What do I think of people who refuse the vaccine, the COVID vaccine? I've been hurt by the Pfizer vaccine. I have CIDP, chronic inflammation, demyelination, polyneuropathy. It's changed my life completely. If I had to do it all over again, I would have never got the vaccine. Um, I do work in healthcare, so I do work with patients. So where I work, we were told, you know, if you get the vaccine, you'll save lives, you won't get sick, you won't die. The media was saying the same thing. So I believed it. My friends that didn't get the vaccine, I thought, how could you not get it? You're going to go home. What if you spread it? What if you have it? You don't know it and you give it to your family members. The worst case scenarios were playing out in my head because of what I was seeing inside the facility. We would have cookouts and things like that with my friends. I had a lot of friends that are unvaccinated and they still aren't vaccinated. We'd have cookouts and at first I was scared to go go there because I thought, oh my gosh, what if they're spreading COVID? It was like the dumbest thing I've ever thought of now that I think of it. Um, And once I started hanging out with them and things, they weren't getting sick. And the ones that did get sick, they got COVID lightly. They were back on their way. I had already gotten my vaccine. I had already started having issues and seeing a neurologist I totally have changed my mind. They were the smart ones. They were the ones that didn't wear the masks. They were the ones that hung around each other and <laughs> never caught it, never spread it. Some of the ones did get vaccinated because of their jobs. But the ones that aren't, I totally commend you and I wish I was one of you. I think very highly of you. And I'm upset with myself. No job is worth it. Sarah, your take. That's really great. I think um, more and more people are feeling that way. You can hear it in her voice Mm -hmm. that the sadness that she has, and she's brave for coming out. There's a lot of people whose ego can't get to the point of where she is. She obviously put down her ego and said enough and said enough. And, and you know to a certain extent, these a lot of these people were lied to, and you know our job is to um, make sure they don't feel like that. They feel feel comforted and welcomed. I remember saying, writing an article that 
the people who will be shunned won't be the, the vaccinated. It'll be the vaccinated later. And then we need to remember how they're treating us now and make sure we don't do the same thing to them later because of, you know, their blood maybe being tainted, things like that. We have to make sure that we don't treat them like that. You know, that I've, I've been taught my whole life, you don't treat people like that. And uh, why we fight for the underdog, right, Dave? I mean, I, I'm always fighting for the little guy. And mm-hmm. we, it, it's the tables are going to flip here. And I, and I think that's the other thing with the CDC. They understand that the energy, the momentum has shifted away from them. And because we have truth on our side. I mean, there's a certain point where you have truth that it, truth just wins in the long run, especially when you're affecting this many people. I mean, you can win, you can shut down truth when it's not very bright in a large, dark space. But when suddenly you have so many, you know, candles in a, in a dark space, you can't shut that down anymore. And that's what's happening. Well, you know, Sarah, you mentioned earlier in this interview informed consent and comprehensive informed consent. And, and it was the hallmark of what I was trained through medical school, internship, residency, and fellowship to tell people the the benefits of a particular intervention, whether it's surgery or a medicine or a therapy program or a, a jab or whatever it might be, you know, note the benefits, but also you have to comprehensively, comprehensively operative word, note the downside, the potential risks and complications. Sarah, I have spoken to thousands, many thousands of people who got the jab. And there's a couple takeaways I've had, and you can tell me if your your experience with this is different. One, anyone and everyone I've spoken to did not receive comprehensive informed consent. They were not told about harms to their immune system, such as antibody-dependent enhancement, so-called ADE, or myocarditis, or pericarditis, or blood clotting issues, uh, or uh, just a litany of, of, of unfortunate ramifications that have now been documented by the many thousands fold, in some cases millions. So my contention is anyone and everyone who took the jab did not receive comprehensive informed consent, number one. And number two, essentially them taking the jab, which is why I don't blame them because everyone that I have been exposed to either was conned to take the jab because they were not provided informed consent or they were coerced, or they were both conned and coerced. And now, they trusted. It, 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 in our last two minutes, Sarah, is my experience different than what you've experienced on this? It's exactly the same thing. And, and they also trusted. They trusted our government agencies would never do that. They couldn't even comprehend. It's, it's like Nazi Germany. You say a lie... Goebbels, you say a lie big enough and you say it over and over and the people will believe it because they can't believe you would make up a lie so big and so all-encompassing. And that's what happened here. That's why it was hard at first for us to get past it because it was so large and all-encompassing. But it's real. I mean, this is what happened. And we have to come to grips with what happened to save our country. Because there's more than just the FDA and the CDC, as you know. There's a lot of other aspects and things going on in our country. And this was one aspect of it. 
And if we don't get to the bottom of it, we're going to lose our country. Sarah, I'd like to thank you for everything you have done, are doing, and will do. Folks, you can follow Sarah, and you should, 24-7 at sarahwestall, W-E-S-T-A-L-L.com, sarahwestall.com. Folks, you're listening to Operation Freedom. I'm Dr. Dave Janda, broadcasting from our ancillary bunker, link your main freedom bunker in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor, here every Sunday for you from 2 to 5 Eastern, available 24-7 at davejanda.com.